1: It's a brand new year, and it's time for the Luke and Pete show. I mean, we're three weeks into the new year, but you know what I mean. How you doing, Luke? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. By any measure, it's
2: a new year still. 52 weeks long, we're only three weeks in.
1: Damn straight.
2: Yeah, are you getting used to how you can write
1: 2018 when you write date yet? God, no. Still didn't I 2018? can't write, man. <laughs> Don't <Need to laughs> overestimate my skills. Yeah, so uh, it's been a busy week. We've all had a lot of fun working and that. Yeah, I'm still not in my headspace, it's not into the you know, starting work and doing things. And I mean, you don't do anything. Getting back into the routine. I do things, Luke Miller. I like, do things. In comparison, I think one of the things. In comparison of, to people who actually have jobs, well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's really yeah. important
2: when you do this type of job to remember when you used to have a proper job, you oh, actually yeah. work out really hard out there. If I
1: do like more than four hours work a day, I'm like, Jesus! Yeah, what's happening? Jesus! I, and also, I'm having problems. Uh, we used to record bits and bobs at my radio station, which is around the corner from my house. The video. Uh, and we now now recording our own, little, um, oh, yeah, I own little gaff. And I'm not used to having a commute, so I frequently either turn up 10 minutes late or an hour early well, for I things. Well, can, I can
2: read the WhatsApp conversation out for our listeners if you want. If you want, yeah. Um, it was basically a case of... Uh, let me find it. Where are you? Pete Donaldson.
1: There you are. Oh, so, Right away down the list.
2: Saying, um, be with you, mate. Uh, be with you at 12. Just leave in now. And I said, leave in now. You've got an hour and 40 minutes yet. And you replied saying, I've done it again. I've done ha, it. Ha, ha, ha. I've done and, it again. And the reference to doing it again is when... Did it with a smile? Did it with yeah, you a smile? Did, yeah, you did it with a smile. Um, I'm well used to this and well versed with this uh, to this stuff with you, so it's, it doesn't bother me really. But done it again is a reference to about two years ago when we had a show on US radio. Right. And we were recording it uh, from London, of course, mm. and they're five hours behind. And we used to go on there at six mm. in the US, so we, so we had to <laughs> record it at one in the uh, sorry, we just got the out six in the UK. I mean it
1: doesn't matter, but it, it doesn't there's matter. a time difference, isn't there? There was a
2: time difference which confused you, yes. like it confused me then. Yeah. So we record it at 6 p.m. in London, it would go out at 1 Eastern in the US. Um you were presenting the show, Pete, if I remember. I was presenting. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know how that happened. Got to about five to, to, to six, no Donaldson. Uh sent you a message. Yeah, I'm just No fi- Donaldson, no party. Just finishing off in the gym. I'll be there. <laughs> I was <up> <laughs> pumping iron! To be fair to you, you got you made this, this studio in about 18
1: minutes yeah it was I, I, unbelievable like, legging it, i was like what was i like 10 minutes late I I, I I stayed off until like the halftime kind of ad break but it was uh, uh you know when you're sort of impressed by how quickly co- you got somewhere but you're still late so it's annoying yeah you sort of like it's just stressful uh, you will not believe how quick i was at getting here but then you sort of like you were still late yeah though, so you don't get any plot i'm not that. giving you a medal for that but i was yeah. but I was, it just made me laugh i was like that when i should have been leaving I was just pumping out, pumping iron. Yeah. That's what people think about me. I'm always just in the gym, pumping <laughs> iron. Is that yeah. the last time you've been in the gym? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I sign up for, oh God, I sign up for like a... Because I work until like midnight, kind of one o'clock kind of time. I'm always slightly buzzed still. And I'm Brilliant. like, that'll be a really good time to go to the gym. Because, you know, uh, I don't got to sleep till about three. But so you're like, open 24 hours then? Well, the thing is, the gym, the easy gym that we will sign up to isn't. But the gym that I signed up for uh, is... But it's. I think it's a bit pick I think it might be a bit gear um, pick y gym sort of thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at that time of the of night, anyway. Um. So you just sort of spend your time like sort of watching like gay men like just chatting each other up. Basically. Right. Sort of like oh, is, it's, So I get distracted watching the kind of like the the, the machinations of, of of these chats. Of courting. To, yeah. Of courting. Do you it's go, fascinating. Do you
2: go there? Do you continue to go there?
1: No, well, that's why I was going. Oh, for crying out, because I've just not. I've just, I think I went once, oh, uh, okay. and I, I, I really need to cancel a gym membership. Yeah,
2: I've got one. I've got one. which... I'm, I'm not
1: homophobic. Use. I'm just,
2: I'm just very lazy. Gymphobic. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm. I'm. I've got a. Uh, I've got a gym membership, um, which I barely use. It's just one of those things. My my exercise of choice is to go running, so that doesn't yeah, cost anything. But, but then I like to go swimming as well. <clears throat> and the weather, when the weather is particularly inclement. Mm. I like to go to uh, to the gym and run on the uh, treadmill. But um, I spent most of the week um, looking around, uh, worried about errant torpedoes if I'm honest.
1: Oh, I know, right? Well, I've, yeah. I mean, we had the one in um, Denmark. There was a USS one. The USS? The USSR? US. The US one as well Though was 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 quite interesting, but the, which I um, read up on there.
2: The, um, the um, USS is obviously the name for a ship, so that's why he yeah. said that. But anyway, that's what's been going on the last week. Thanks again for all your emails. We'll come mm. to those a bit later. Um... Do you want to do an it spin? Yet spin. Why don't you do the jingle? Back on form. Okay, fine. All right, that's fair it's enough. Yet spin. What um, do you mean the jingle? This is the jingle. What are you talking about? I'm going to. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Oh. I know for a fact that you've been to
1: Poland. Yes. How was? How was it? Krakow. Um, no, before I went, I was calling it Krakow, and they, obviously they 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 love turning a W into V over there. That's I, the, I think I the... call it Krakow. Yeah. But yeah um, that's the thing do you call it Krakow I think I think we call it Krakow don't we let's call the whole thing off let's call the whole thing off but anyway uh, Krakow (laughs) was brilliant I I really like that place like that's good I mean what I would say is that um, to anyone used to um, let's say US um, service the US service industry for example you know how are you sir Uh, would you like another uh, a fill up of coffee Um, and yeah um, it's not like that (laughs)
2: They don't say fill the, up of coffee. No one says
1: that. Would you like a fill up of your juice? <laughs> would you like another juice box, sir? Sir, sure, would you like another juice box? <laughs> would you edge not, edge. like another slice? <laughs> um, yeah, it's not. Would like you that. like another stevia? It's not like that. It's not like that. It's. Um, it's. Uh, they don't do service very well, like like Britain used to be, I guess. But um, ten years
2: ago, my wife. I th- I'm fairly certain my wife finds the service outside of London in England like, laughably bad. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. compared yeah. to the US, so it's not <laughs> it's not a huge. The service industry is a massive thing in the US, right? But we've,
1: but we've um, sort of because obviously they work for tips and stuff. But like, I think England have adopted the worst parts of decent service, where oh, every five minutes, like um, every five minutes, waiters will come around. go, how are you enjoying your meal? I'm like, just leave me alone. Yeah. Just leave yeah. me be. Like, you get your tip not a problem we are used to tips now we mm. didn't used to tip now we tip it's mm. fine mm. Uh, but this kind of like constant kind of like is everything okay but you know it's just like get out of my face I can do everything i can do everything you've got a bottle of water there you don't have to part from me let me do it you'll a yeah. you tip don't worry about it but i feel um, a bit like that but out, out east it's um they're, they're more robust o- aren't they? openly um openly um uh, horrid to <laughs> you in certain bars. I mean, to be honest, to be fair, Krakow is, is a big stag do place. And if you hear an English accent, you probably think the, same, probably thing, yeah, think the yeah. same thing. So, you know, I've it, been I, there. I, I think that's fair. It's, it's good, isn't it? On a stag do. honestly, <laughs> yeah, It is good, yeah. I didn't really sort of see any staggy. I didn't see any stags because stags, I, I guess it was winter time. People probably spend a little bit more time in, in the summer. But I think in the summer it'd be a beautiful place to go. It's it?
2: warm. Do you know what? I was, um, this probably says more surprised
1: about. That, you're surprised how warm it was.
2: Well, yeah, my naivety is probably <laughs> more to do with this than anything else. But, um, I went there in I think like June or something, and it was absolutely roasting hot, yeah. like like really close hot as well. Oh, it was it
1: was it was warmer than um, warmer than hot, but warmer than London. Uh, the weekend that I went, so it's
2: normally cold there though, isn't
1: it in the winter? Yeah, but I, I think it's I think it's one of those places like it has a big swing. It's a big old swing. Yeah, so it can be like you know minus twenty or plus plus right forty. But you had a nice time. I had a lovely time. I went to a salt mine. Yeah, I went to a salt mine, uh, and it's basically this mine uh, just outside of um, the, the city center that uh, miners used to obviously mine salt. Uh, and it was like it was 14th century, I think 13th century. It's Not just a clever name. It is no, 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 a no. It's mine. actually yeah. salt mine, uh, and like salt was like it was the thing that made uh, Krakow its money. It, it made um, Poland its money. To be honest, they they, right. they manufactured table salt uh, for the for the best part of um, you know uh, half a millennia. I don't <laughs> Long time, long time. Anyway, uh, and they basically, uh, the the mine was so deep and the mine was so kind of um, extensive, like it was, it's basically, if you, if you walked um, through every uh, cavern, every single uh, little corridor in that mine, uh, you would have walked to um, Warsaw. That's how far away it is. Well, you know, One hundred and fifty miles worth of tunnels. What, what did
2: you do when you come out of Warsaw? You had nowhere to stay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and so we, we went down there. And uh, but this salt mine is, is so extensive that the, it took such a long time to get down for the miners. They just decided to set up home down there,
2: right? Which is okay. incredible. So they had yeah. shops
1: and uh, places to live, places to just enjoy themselves, uh, uh, pubs, uh, and also um, a couple of um, a couple of churches as well. So they never had to come. So they never had to come up. And and the woman, matter of fact, this beautiful kind of accent. Of this this kind of woman, she was like kind of woman. This woman had a beautiful accent, and she was like going, "Uh, uh yes the the, the horses, the uh, the the working horses, uh, they saw they saw uh the, the sunlight only once, uh they saw the sunlight only once, uh and that was when they were were dying." <laughs> Oh my god. So they would never die underground. They would only die above ground. Right. So the the horses would like just get dragged out to die. Can I ask a sort of potentially stupid question?
2: How if they're going to be down there all the time, how does the air get replenished?
1: Well, I mean the, the air's get, got um the air's coming in. A little bit of ventilation and stuff. Right, okay. So you, you always need ventilation shafts and stuff for, for Yeah, rides, okay. You? okay. right. Do but you remember those about, Chilean mines. Very, I do remember those Chilean That mines. was an amazing story, wasn't it? Uh, it was brilliant. Did they make a film out of it? In they the did. End? Yeah, they took yeah. the time about it. I think it only got released um, a little while ago. But like they, um, I like the fact that uh, a lot of the wives found out that they had mistresses. Yeah. When both parties turned up to the mine.
2: But the, I think it was a really, if I remember correctly, these these miners were stuck down there for a long time, and of course they were rescued. Famously, if I remember correctly, it was a, a great example of large parts of the world coming together mm. to develop and quickly manufacture yeah. this this vehicle. Through these different um, specifications, that you know, only a certain size of vehicle could get down there. To, and to I, and I know, and I know, and it I, actually
1: worked. And I know they're miners, but I, I, you look at the actual um, contraption that they sort of came up in. Oh, yeah. God. Like, yeah. I, 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 know they really want to leave. But I'd be like, I don't want to get in that little tube. What if yeah. it gets caught on something?
2: Yeah, but but your um, but your 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 context is different. Yeah, you're stuck down there otherwise. Oh yeah, yeah. Would you like to never, listen? I'll put another way for you. I understand it's a bit of a scary little contraption you've got to get in. Would Ooh. you like to never see any of your family ever again? <laughs> Fair point. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, But the mine was great. And, uh, and uh, they sort of said um, one woman said you can lick the wall if you want because salt is naturally um, antiseptic, or yeah. it, it, nothing can grow on it particularly. Let's um, ionize the swing. And uh, and you and so I I, I give a wall a little bit of a lick and then we got brought into you this are big a hole. man
2: who was definitely going to agree lick to do wall. that yeah
1: and then uh, we got brought on this big hall and the big hall had these amazing chandeliers and it's where they used to eat it's where they used to pray and it's all still there it's all still there but they put like a lot of statues in there for uh, uh, Pope John Paul was a big uh, I think he's from Krakow um, and he visited the mine about three times in his life and so they've made so they made all these statues out of um, this hard rock salt. Mm-hmm. And uh, incredible, incredible pieces of work. Um, and I licked the wall next to John Paul, and the woman told me off. So don't, leave, don't. That's disrespectful. I was like, well, what, what wall am I allowed to lick, and what wall I'm not allowed to lick? I didn't yeah. lick John Paul. That would have been disrespectful or <laughs> respectful. I can't really tell. I did not <laughs> don't lick his foot. Yeah, it, uh, it was a, uh, Copernicus or Confucius. I can't remember. One of them, one of them, they'd, they'd made a statue of him, and uh, she said, "Do not lick Copernicus." <laughs> no, nice. I quite like. Fantastic things down there. Do you know when it the, it was? It stopped be, being a working mine. Nineteen eighty. no, 2007, I know? Two thousand oh, seven. That was very recent. Yeah, very recent. Very recent.
2: Uh, when I was in Krakow um, slash Krakow, take your pick. Um, it, it was for a stag weekend, and it was obviously a particularly, um, particularly sort of party heavy weekend. Right. It's say. Okay. Okay. And um, on the way back, this is this is awful. Hoovering up lines of salt. No, 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 no. Just, 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 just boozing away. And um, I, I, I make it a habit to not sniff salt. <laughs> yeah. Unless I need to come around from being unconscious. Yeah, And exactly. I smell salts all the time. Um, but the, um, the, we, we, the next morning, obviously we're there. Say we're, I can't remember the actual days, but say the final night the final night was Sunday night. So Monday morning. On Sunday night, me and my mate Duncan were lording it up over everyone because at the time, he and I were the only ones who lived in London. Right. And we were on a different flight. Right. So we spent S- Sunday night, uh, Saturday night, whatever it was, the final night saying to everyone oh you know Steady don't drink too much because you've got to get up at 4 for the flight oh, and that sort of stuff, right? but God. we haven't our flight's at 2pm right <laughs> and everyone's like yeah yeah whatever and we went to town on um, on um, on sort of lording it up over them uh, no word of a lie I remember the next morning very early stupid o'clock hearing a lot of rustling people getting out of there because we were in like dorm rooms because we were mm. a lot younger people would go see you later see you later um, see you soon. And I was. I remember rolling over having a lovely old time getting getting some more kip. Yeah. And uh, even booked myself a late checkout. You know, nice. all that sort of okay, stuff. Yeah. Anyway, okay. me and Duncan get to the uh, get to the airport. EasyJet flight, obviously. Mm. Uh, delay. Right. Okay. Fine. What's the delay? It's going to be about three hours. All right. That's annoying. Um, <laughs> so get some dinner. We we were we were like we were like, don't tell the other boys our flight's been delayed because they're going <laughs> to hammer us right. <laughs> they're going to hammer us. Just pretend the flight was like five. Yeah. Right. We like yeah okay. Fine. We we'll agree to that. And one of the other guys we were with was a guy called Joe, who I, I'm friends with now, but I didn't really know at the time. So right. It was him, and he didn't really know me that really well. That, that well, It was three of us. And uh, flight kept getting pushed back, pushed back. Anyway, cut a long story short. They finally came in and said, the flight coming in has been hit by lightning. And it's fine to fly, but legally, we can't get the sign off of the papers. This is right. checked over by an engineer. Yeah. And the nearest engineer is in like... Moscow, yeah, because <laughs> it's easyJet, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they want to cut all the corners they can, cost-wise. <laughs> they can't get one in, yeah. so the bad news is you're going to be delayed by about 24 hours. So, and they said, "Don't worry, we'll put you up in a hotel." The worst hotel I've ever been in my life. It's called Hotel System.
1: Hotel System. It was in
2: the countryside outside Krakow. It That's the annoying really thing. Really like bleak.
1: they should be next to the, next to the airport. That's annoying.
2: And it was before Bust the time away. when you could get consolation, uh, sorry, compensation, right, through the EU. Yeah. So I wrote a letter to EasyJet saying, "This is a joke." 25 hour delay you yeah. didn't even get us on another flight I mean there was loads of flights coming out of Poland to, to mm. London and you didn't even get us on a flight you could have put us on a bus to Warsaw whatever do you know what I mean they just didn't do any of that mm. stuff and they replied saying yeah sorry act of God lightning strike <laughs> nothing we can do see you later but it, under the EU regulations now at least until we leave um, we'll get, I would have got some money for that wouldn't I yeah. one of the worst flying experiences of my life that. <laughs>
1: terrible, never mind terrible well easy to get it got me there and back on time Good. Maybe even a little early as well. So they so got a 50% go. hit rate on this show.
2: Should <laughs> I sure
1: probably take that? We endorse it. Uh, shall we head on over to uh, emails? Emails. Let's go, emails, papers!
0: Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: We'll both look after Luke. We'll both
2: look after Luke. If he feels something about mom and dad, we'll both
0: look after Luke. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're making it worse <laughs> You got to just leave it <laughs> um,
2: Shall I Do you want me to start With an email Yes or? if you would mate That would I've, be awesome I've bolded up the ones I want to read this week You've bolded them um, up Here we go Here's one um, It's got a swear word in it Can I say it? Uh, is it a bad one It's, the, it, it's the, the, worst the worst swear worst word one.
1: Ah sod it Alright All right. I don't know why I'm asking you Um, <laughs> This is from our pal Murray James Right No Murray Of course you do uh, Murray uh, Is a recent dad And the baby is very cute
2: Yes I agree uh, Lovely family they are um, good friends of ours. For for a, for a, well, he's, he's a good friend of ours. For he's for a one. Long time. He,
1: he's one of those blokes you meet in your life, and you go, "Why are you not on the telly? Like, you're very funny." Pipe down. What? What? Climb I'm out of his bottom. I'm just saying. He's a good guy. She was there instead of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Give him the give him the nod. Yeah. Um. He's a good lad, Murray. Anyway, he got in touch. He said. Um, he said in 2005, I worked as a teacher in an international school in Bangkok. Um, all the kids were named things like Preatapon. Naruto Jathong. Right. Um I think I have done quite well pronouncing that. <laughs> but we're encouraged to pick their own westernized names to make things easier. Here are a selection of my favorites below. Champ.
1: Champ. I mean that's a great name, isn't it? Is this is this following on to where um I was uh, when I was in Kenya somebody said that they met a kid called Rolex. Nice. No, there we go. Yeah, Pipe is another one. Pipe. Why would he go for Pipe? <laughs> Gun. He, 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 you know Pipe he just went for the first thing he saw. Gun. Gun Milk Milk <laughs> Firm <laughs> And teacher. Teacher yeah. again, first thing you saw, pick a name, teacher. That's no, you, my name, dickhead.
2: I'm gonna fuck with the teacher. My name's also <laughs> teacher. And he said, No word of a lie. I'm a teacher here, no you're not. While no word of a lie, while I was in the school, two kids were made to repick their names. One had plumped for Jesus.
1: That's alright, that's a that's a legitimate name, Jesus And the other
2: had settled on cunt. Ha
1: <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs>
2: Stay sexy, uh, but, um
1: Jesus, 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 Jesus is yeah, pretty that's common, right? Yeah, there I mean, cunt less so. No, yeah, I <laughs> that's not going to work. Go for cunt Jesus, yeah. I think. That'll be <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: Next email. Turn the other cheek, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Next email, please. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, pectus excavatum. Yeah. We talked about this a little while ago. This pigeon is a, chest. This is a... Um,
2: is it a concave chest? I was I think, Yeah, concave
1: chest. Yeah. A pigeon chest is... The chest is when it sticks out, isn't it? And then the concave chest is just, yeah. The concave is it one. concave or convex? Convex is a, 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 a bulb, isn't it? Yeah it's, is, yeah, it's concave. It's concave, yeah. Um, dear looking Pete, I've uh, been enjoying the show. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Um, this is from um, Jack. Jack. Flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah. Especially um, when it comes to invasive chest surgery. In a recent uh, episode, I heard you touch on a subject literally close to my heart. Among, <laughs> uh, <laughs> among other chest shapes, pectus excavatum, uh, the, the concave one, basically. Sounds like a spell in Harry Potter. Pectus excavatum. Yeah. Um, as someone with this condition, I think the surgery I had to correct slash minimise it is quite interesting, but obviously I would think that since I had it, uh, but you can decide, lads. Um. From what I understood of the NUS procedure, this is called the NUS procedure, presumably named after the doctor who did it the first time, Uh, a metal bar roughly matching the curvature of the chest is placed into the chest area, just underneath the ribs and breastbone, um, you know, jammed in from incisions on either side. So... It's just a big, you know, like a crossbar on a bike. You shouldn't be mucking. Like, you, should,
2: you should be mucking around in there. <laughs> the rib cage evolved for a reason: is to protect the the organs, well, right? Not, the lungs.
1: Not someone with pectoral scabber them. Yeah, yeah. Um, the bar is then flipped around, pushing the breastbone outwards. Ah! Does that brick the the the, 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 the 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 ribs? Does that kind of um, mess with the um. No, presumably It's like an internal brace really, isn't it? I know nothing about this, but I do know that the um the
2: surgery that was performed commonly before this NUS procedure was invented, I think was really brutal. It was
1: like breaking, yeah, all, the breaking ribs. all the ribs. So yeah. I think
2: this probably stays in there for quite a long time,
1: does it? And does Whoa. it
2: sl- and does it slowly so it
1: doesn't hurt as much. No, I think it, I think it's just pulled out and it, well, no well, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe it um flipped around yeah, maybe it is flipped around slowly. But I mean you'd have to do it every couple of months, wouldn't you? Because yeah. bones heal quite quickly, don't they? And the... Um, well, maybe he tells us in the email. Does well, it maybe, well the bar remains in place for about two years. There we there go. go. There we go. Look at me, branching out on my own, so sort to of <laughs> speak. Um, apparently, it's let muscle tissue grow and stabilise it, and it's then removed. It was mm. mu- remarkably uh, non-invasive compared to what it sounds like, pushing your chest out with a piece of stainless steel. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't run any other metal in there, would you? all no, bit copper.
2: What does he say that when it, when it was taken out that he got to keep it?
1: That's a good point, I can't actually, actually, use yeah. it again, can they? No. We've only got one... I mean, they could, you know, they could clean it Yeah. Uh, on a, on a there was, atomic level.
2: There was a guy who, um, do you remember that story of the guy who mysteriously sort of died on a, I think it was like a hill or a mountain in the Peak District, and right. no one knew anything about him. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. And um, one of the ways they were able to trace and get a lead on who he was was he had a, um, I think it was either a metal plate put in his body at some point. Oh, yeah, that was, was only it in Pakistan, India or Pakistan, Pakistan yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they had to trace it, yeah.
1: Fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, great. I mean, like, just the idea of having your ribs pushed out, like, metal, but it must have been gradual. Well,
2: I think if you, presumably, if you have, it, wait, well, two years, it was take. It,
1: well, it's like when they... Put, but if
2: you have it when you're a child, two years is a huge amount of growth, so it probably mm. would work better if you were a child.
1: Yeah, but then, yeah, but if you grow into, imagine how much you grow when you're a child in two years. You'd have to have, you'd have to choose a, a, a point of your development where you don't grow that much, I would say, because um, you'd need to reinstall different pipes every time. <laughs> yeah to, to, to get up with the the capacity of your of your lungs are you still working as a surgeon? I, well I got struck <laughs> off for, uh... but there's an operation that uh, you get in Chinese men quite get it quite a lot i mean you know in proportion to everyone else um where you can make them a bit taller um if so they break the legs and then and then they um and then they have these um they have these pipes basically that extend the bones a little bit, and so you walk, i think you walk on crutches for a, for for a year, but um yeah right. you, you can you can gain upwards of uh, two inches.
2: Do I want more than two inches I know, that's that. what I mean, for that. Yeah.
1: But it just extends your, 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 your bones. But then I am, I am exceptionally tall already, so it's not a concern for me. Exceptionally tall?
2: <laughs> Unless Rick Edwards is You've in the studio. You've heard yourself. Um, that's good, I like that. And yeah. I'd like to know if you get to keep the stainless steel bar afterwards, because I was able to keep my plaster cast after I broke my wrist. <laughs> and and uh, one, of the, one of the funniest things, well, a bit disgusting really, but I was able to keep it. Mm. And obviously it stank. Stank, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and stank. I, I got bored with it after about a week, and I, don't, I think my mum assumed I chucked it away, and I chucked it at the back of the wardrobe. And I think a couple of years later, it was a bit like, "What is that?" What oh, is so that it smell? still stank. Yeah, because I had just so much sweat so and chuck it out skin cells yeah. in it. There yeah. we go. Well, who was? What's the name of that email there Disgusting.
1: I scroll down now. Uh, oh, sorry, mate. Anyway, yeah, it was, whoever it is, thank um, you very much for that. It's fantastic, Terry. No, that was very Jack. interesting. It was Jack. Uh, he actually says, um, uh, "My batteries at uh, Peardeer Industrial." Which I don't think we've had before. So
2: I've I've definitely heard Pear Deer. Pear before. Deer Industrial, really. I've heard Pear oh, Deer before. Got. Yeah, um, that's great. Thanks. I, I love um, I love it when we 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 talk about a subject and then people get in touch with a direct experience or a direct yes. link to that subject. And on that note, this is possibly coming up now. My favourite, one of my favourite emails so far. <clears> um, <throat> um, this is from Jonathan Dawes. And he says, hi guys, I just wanted to let you know um, the dinosaur supervisor in Jurassic Park is Phil Tippett. Now, Mm. a couple of weeks ago, probably around over Christmas time, maybe a bit before that, we talked about that funny thing on... Do people still say things go viral on the internet?
1: Well, yeah, I guess so. Okay,
2: so that happened anyway, this thing, and it was was the end credits of Jurassic Park, Mm. and it said dinosaur supervisor Phil Tippett. Mm. And someone put a comment saying... Phil, you should have been supervising the dinosaurs. Yeah. They were out of control. People they died. were raptors in the kitchen, Phil. Yeah, all that stuff, right? And it was very funny. Anyway, from according to Jonathan Dawes, as he says, the dinosaur supervisor in Jurassic Park is Phil Tippett. He's quite a big name in the movie industry, having played a big part in the Star Wars movies, Jurassic Park, and Robocop, among others. Um, I know about this and have a lot of information about on the guy because he is my great uncle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Um he created a method of stop motion called Go Motion, which was used to animate the Atat Walkers uh, during the Battle of Hoth in Star Wars. Um, I and wonder he... how that
1: differed, differed from usual stop motion
2: animation, Wallace and Gromit style. Perhaps Jonathan could tell us. Maybe we could get in touch mm. with Phil. Um, fantastic that we've got the great nephew of the dinosaur supervisor from Jurassic Park <laughs> on the show. And if you Google Phil Tippett, he's an Academy Award winner, by the way. Um, he so, should full, be. so full credit to him. Those Atats were brilliant. His beard is one of the best beards I've ever seen in my life. It is a majestic
1: huge silver forest of a beard. Two two words for you, Luke. Stop motion. It's a stop motion beard. It might be. Do you want to see a picture of it? uh, I'd like to see it in motion. Look at that. That's tidy. That's Santa-esque. It's everything you want in a beard. That's full. Full beard. Beautiful. Thank you uh, for that, Phil Tippett's uh, nephew. As you should, as you should, Jonathan, you should sign everything off saying, I am Phil so Tippett's great nephew. There was a, um, uh, there was a guy who listens to The Ramble and he's a kid, and The Football Ramble, uh, another podcast we do, me and Luke. Um, and he is Russ Abbott's grandson. Oh, yeah, I remember. Which is lovely. That. It's Lo- a lovely moment. lovely stuff. Big fan of Ross. Um, uh, uh, Pete M. Hello, Pete M. Uh, enjoy the show? Shut up Um, (laughs) Off the back of your discussion about interesting African names I should have said this earlier on uh, About interesting African names uh, You might want to pick up uh, with your listeners People who share the same birthday as you While doing some research about my own birthday I found out that on the 29th of July 1991 My birthday The delightfully named African footballer Yaya Banana was born Just an idea I I did this Pete Uh, The day I was born, 30th April uh, Peter Sutcliffe admitted to the manslaughter of 13 women so, right. how's that feature working Backfire, out for you, PM?
2: Yeah. Is, but I've also um, had a look at that, and um, the only thing I could find for my birthday was in 1971, having weakened after making landfall in Nicaragua, Hurricane Irene regained enough strength to be renamed Hurricane Olivia, making it the first known hurricane to cross from the Atlantic Ocean into the Pacific. Mm. People don't talk about Nicaragua anymore. What's going on, Nicaragua? Yeah, what is happening? <laughs> um, I've got. Uh, can we squeeze in, do you think? Uh, even at this time of year <laughs> um, another Christmas ruin story I think so just a quick just yeah, a final just, you know, one just, just to hold us off until Christmas because I, I really wanted because um, it's a very very good story although I th- I think I might not have taken the guy's name so listen if you hear this and you're listening you know who you are I apologise poor admin by me some
1: so, of these stories deserve to be anonymised yeah,
2: maybe he'll be thankful to not have his name mm. in it and um, normally um, I think what, that's the
1: first time I've ever used the word
2: anonymised sorry guys it's just, is that it's, an actual word just drink be? that in yeah that, I think it is it's a good it? one but mm. um, Poor admin is normally in the Donaldson wheelhouse, isn't it? But it's in this (laughs) wheelhouse today, sadly. Mm. It must be contagious. Um, Right. Good day, lads. Um, Upon hearing your last week's Christmas ruin story, I thought I'd add my tale. I'm originally from Newcastle, but now live down south. As such, I regularly drive back on Christmas morning so that we can enjoy breakfast with my wife's family and therefore tick two boxes. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he has breakfast down there. Gets in the car. Mm. A few years ago, we met some friends for a few beers in town on Christmas Eve. I can tell you nothing about what happened as the night is a complete blank. <laughs> I woke up to the worst hangover of my life and a very unhappy wife. We've all done that. Mm. Uh, after surveying the situation, I decided that a drive to Newcastle was not on the card, <laughs> And that uh, I'd in fact be happiest on my own this Christmas day. Oh, it's a
1: bit of a schlepping at London and Newcastle. It's four, yeah. four or five hours, something like um, that. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Oh, he, he and Bombing um, it. I'd be, yeah, he decided that he'd be happiest on his own uh, this, this year at Christmas. He said, I called my mum, and upon hearing the news, she instantly burst into tears and screamed, You're just like your brother, who it turns out had only minutes earlier made the exact same call. <laughs> my mum, who woke up excited to see us on Christmas Day, had learned in the space of 10 minutes that she would, in fact, be spending Christmas on her own. I now feel like the biggest shit alive, and gave myself a few hours to come round before setting off with two flasks of tea, one with sugar, one without, and a packet of jam sandwiches. Before you ask why, it was. I all am we...
1: Paddington Bear. <laughs> that's marmalade. That's marmalade. Oh, well. still, he says, before... "Still a preserve, isn't it?"
2: Before you ask why, it was all we had in the flat, as we weren't expecting to spend any time at home. <laughs> Needless to say, I was very late for dinner, and Mal was not in the usual spirit of Christmas cheer. To top it off. The following year, I set off on Christmas morning with a clear head, only for the car to break down an hour into the journey. Another unexpected call to my mum. Eventually, I made it home over five hours late for dinner and with a huge tow bill from the RAC, as I didn't dare return home for dinner with the in-laws after last year. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Ma.
1: I mean, what I, what I would say is there, he made a pretty gargantuan effort. Like, to get to where he needed to be. After being told to? After, well, no, not being... T- well, yeah, he didn't have to. Though. If you, like, There's nothing worse than having to do anything on a big old hangover. Like, when we went to Krakow, the lad uh, Alex I went with, he um, got pissed the night before and didn't turn up for his flight at 10 in the morning. So he had to change in Warsaw. He had to get an emergency flight on, uh, you know, when everybody else was uh, travelling and he had to change in Warsaw. I so feel that'll like you, teach him.
2: I feel like you and your friends do that a lot.
1: Yeah, well, you know... That's a terrible way... Life's too short for admin, mate. It's terrible prep for a... Terrible AM. prep.
2: When I spoke earlier about going to Krakow, I can remember again, obviously I flew from London, but when my mates flew out from wherever they flew out from, they all stayed around one of their houses the night before and got really drunk and stayed up all night. Like the night before a stag weekend.
1: Yeah, that's silly. Terrible. Nice. That is foolish. Terrible behaviour. I stress out about how much sleep I'm having and stuff like for the Krakow trip, actually, um, I was like, oh, I could either go to the airport early or I could... Sleeping um Gat- in Gatwick there's a Yor Sushi. Uh, the people from your sushi made a hotel called the Yotel. And uh, right. and yeah, basically. Oh I've seen that, yeah. Have it's, you been uh, there? Uh, so, yes, I've stayed there a couple of times, really. It's, it's quite nice. They give you a little, for like, you know... Can you check in
2: the night before? So you just got to roll in you there. You can have
1: a couple of hours, or you can have a check-in the night before. You can do whatever. It's it's very free, uh, but it's like a little kind of uh, boutique kind of... It's kind of modelled on a Japanese kind of um, capsule hotel, but you get your own shower and toilet and stuff, so... Right. Because you're not quite there yet. <laughs> no. Right, okay. Sleeping in tubes. And
2: you've only ever missed one flight, right? I've only ever missed one flight. But on, on the... On the um on the sort of not being able to sleep because you're stressed because of what you've got to do the next day. And that mm. happens to everyone, doesn't it? Like, I find it particularly... Normally it's I...
1: completely counterintuitive, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you, worry about, you worry about the thing you've got to do tomorrow so much so that you ruin the thing you've got to do tomorrow because you don't get enough sleep. I've done that before. I did like a. I did a job for a video game company that um advertising the video game Final Fantasy Fifteen uh last year, a couple of years ago, now, I guess. Um, and I just got back from Japan. I hadn't just got back from Japan. i it was like three weeks, and I just hadn't got my head around the whole jet lag thing. I hadn't, you know, and and I knew I was going to get very little sleep, so I had a couple of sleeping tablets the night before. Got to sleep fine. Um, woke up and just did a job that. I just got stressed, so stressed out about not getting enough sleep right throughout the day. Then when it actually came to showtime, everything was fine pretty much. I found that when I'm very, very tired, I have one thing that I say and I say, goodness me. Right, okay. And I think I had 10 links to do, live, being broadcast in um, (laughs) cinemas right throughout Europe. It's a big deal. And... After every um, clip, I went, goodness me! And a couple of people picked up on the fact that every time I came on the screen, I was going, goodness me! <laughs> and it's just because I was so tired. It's my go-to kind of like thing that helps me think. I think you might have mentioned something about that before. Goodness so, me! So you're saying, if, you, if you're if
2: you doing something on, say, this Saturday, and you're nervous about it, or you've got to start early, yeah. or all those things... Yeah.
1: Your anxiety towards it will start on what like, Friday morning. Yeah, well, or Friday, Friday evening when so, I'm just about to go to bed, I'm like, right. right. And then, yeah, and then okay. what I'll do is I'll have dreams about me doing the job. I'm just always out of my comfort zone. That's the problem. I'm never <laughs> confident yeah. about anything that I do. I can't I do. find
2: my comfort zone. I've
1: had a, so many dreams about doing like the football ramble or this show, you know, like, yeah. just just where the, the, the mics haven't worked or something like that. Right, it's okay. all my fault.
2: Yeah, that says a lot about your uh, your subconscious, probably.
1: Yeah, but very guilty.
2: I, I find that I'm much more relaxed about things these days. I don't I don't get too. I've got a lot better. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the, I guess the earliest start I do would be when I, I sometimes do um, the breakfast show newspapers on a radio station. Yeah, yeah. and so you have to really. I mean, you can push it. The thing about it is, you can push it as much as you want. I mean, I don't really care. Mm. But the more you push the time back, the less time you've got to prepare. Yeah, and you need to know most all the newspapers. So, so like. For me, I, uh, the slot is about. It starts about quarter to seven, right? And I get the car. To, they send the car for you because it's hard to get in at yeah. that time in the morning. Um, the car comes for you at like five. For me, about five forty, right? Which means I can push getting up to about five thirty and just have a quick shower, get clothes yeah. on. It's and al- go. It's,
1: but it's almost it's almost counterintuitive to leave it to the last minute. You'd al- you'd almost be probably better off getting up at five, having a cup of tea. You know, getting ready for like being awake, and it's miserable. But it's almost better to be uh, like completely awake rather than just kind of rolling in and going. Ah. I know what you mean, but I used
2: to get really anxious about that because not right. because I was nervous about doing it, but because I thought I'm not going to get any sleep at all. And there was a period of time mm. when we were doing the, another show we were doing until, like nine p.m. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, so I wouldn't start till nine p.m. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't get back till gone midnight, mm. and I'd be up again at yeah. five to have a couple. So I just ended up pushing it about the half five. But the point I was just going to make is that. It's essentially anything before that, like the guys who did a breakfast show at radio station every, every day, they'll have like three o'clock starts. That's essentially mm. like working right. nights. Yeah. Which is really bad for you anyway, mm. as, as we've talked about, re- reference mm. your dad who likes to do it voluntarily.
1: <laughs> but I, I, yeah, it's, it's a weird <laughs> thing. You slowly go mad. I mean, I was, on, I was on the breakfast show for, oh God, four years, I think, mm. on radio station. And that, um, I think that kind of, I'd always have to sleep in the afternoon. If I could, uh, but yeah, anything, anything like that. And, uh, trying to do admin, you just have no appetite for it. I have no appetite for the best of times, but doing any, any kind of thing that requires any kind of organisation, it's just it's ruinous, absolutely ruinous. But I don't
2: think that's to do with your, the time you can No, do. that's I just think me it's being being but, useless. Um, I've got um, one more email here. All right. And it's, it's Fittingly, it's about crap jobs. Hey! And it's from Martin. Hello, hello to, Martin. Hello to you, Martin. You right, mate? Um, he says, I do compete. Batteries, green cell. Green Cell, classics. Solid, yeah, solid. solid. Um, I can't wait for a new couple of players yeah. to enter the game. <laughs> yeah, you know, We keep getting them, and that was great to know what they are. But um, Green Cell, yeah, fairly standard. Um, he says, I would like to tell you about my terrible job as a form of th- uh, free therapy. Back in the 90s, as a student, I worked in a sandwich factory in Corby.
1: Corby. In Northamptonshire. Home of Capdown, the punk band. Right. And, Corby Punks. Uh, someone, anyone else from there that you can think of? Jesse James, maybe? No, I'm I think I'm just grouping that together in my punk rock head.
2: There's an um there's an addendum to this email which I'll read now. Maybe ask Pete about Corby, says Martin. A small village in Northamptonshire that imported an entire town's worth of Glaswegians to work in the steelworks is that the, true brilliant the children of these inhabitants born in North Ants even grew up with Scottish accents and it was quite a punchy town as you'd possibly expect it still has a Scottish Isle in Asda for your premium strength beers <laughs> iron brew tea cakes and square sausages I love fantastic. a fantastic
1: I do like it when supermarkets have to not diversify but um, specialise in little you know in different areas you know what I mean if you're going out to um like Tesco's and like Brixton or something, they'll mm. have like a kind of a West Indian food and stuff like that. And it's like, it's fascinating that they have to, they've got a one size fits all kind of approach to everything. But in some places, just to make a couple more quid, they diversify a little bit. And um, In um, Sain-
2: Sainsbury's and Streatham Common, there's a massive back wall full of world food. It's brilliant. Yeah. You can get anything you want. So
1: I was you- a big fan of bigger juice back in the day, which I think might be Jamaican. And it's this, this juice that almost gave me diabetes. I think it's the sugariest... <laughs> pop kind of like a what was it that gave you diabetes in the end <laughs> <laughs> it's a few a, an, an evil pixie <laughs> yeah. an evil pixie did it
2: um anyway so martha says that, yeah he, he worked in the sandwich factory in corby where he says well, my simple task was to top and tail celery So far, so good.
1: So, like, chop the head off, chop the bottom? Yeah. Off, right.
2: But as the SAS will tell you, the best torture is a simple action that is repeated endlessly. So I did this for 12 bloody hours a night. Oh, good Lord. To compound the mental... Goodness
1: me! (laughs) Yeah!
2: We should have a goodness me section on the show. (laughs) Pete's goodness me of the week. Um, To compound the mental stress, a clock was placed in front of me, which seemed to have a second hand that hovered before each tick. I think the factory were also afraid this task would become too zen. So they played Radio 1 at full blast through a broken tannoy. Um, This was in the days before 24-hour radio content. So the songs and news were simply a looped recording every hour. The same songs, in the same order, hour after hour. I could date this experience directly if I could be bothered as the Flintstones theme was in the charts. And like a clarion call to the idiotic, the factory would erupt in a raucous rendition every single fucking time that song came on. (laughs) There we go, eh? (laughs) You having that? I'm fairly certain that um, there was a pretty big sandwich factory near where I grew up. I never worked in it, but I imagine it was fairly similar. When we were talking, was it last week? We were talking about robots and AI and stuff. The jobs you were talking about then, mm. so the topping and tailing of celery, mm. they almost certainly must be done by robots. And, and also,
1: um, I saw like a brilliant, uh, a brilliant machine that could um, very, very quickly on a conveyor belt, absolutely chucking um, tomatoes down the conveyor belt, um, could um, flick. Uh, individual, I don't know how many um, computational iterations uh, every second they had to sort of figure out um, mathematic kind of um, uh, the decisions they have to make every single yeah. hour, every single you even second. make one decision there. I know, right? Um, uh, yeah, and they could and they could flick individual um, coloured uh, tomatoes, different brands, I think, different or different ripeness, anyway. Right. Uh, different tomatoes of different colours, and they could spot ones that weren't. This kind of particular hue of red and uh, green ones and yellow ones and just flick them down. Thing. It might be peppers, maybe, That's but good. they could sort them so well.
2: Sort yeah, them incredibly a, well. a reasonably interesting show. I can't remember what it's called. It's presented by the horrific Greg Wallace, um, who I don't generally like, but on this show he's good and he goes and looks into how things are made mm. and how food is manufactured. It's actually very fascinating. Um, very fascinating. And um, one of the things you just re- talked about there reminds me of that. Um, I don't know if they still do it, but I'm fairly certain as well that the way that mcdonalds make their fries right. is they fire a absolutely huge amount of potatoes um at what is essentially a giant razor sharp tennis racket
1: yeah yeah okay
2: over and over again yeah but a thousand potatoes that hit the tennis racket and go through it at one time Nice, over and over again it just, it just
1: creates perfect fries yeah. every time fantastic that's cool isn't it I would like to see that in action yeah I would honest. it's yeah.
2: talked about quite extensively in the book Fast Food Nation oh. um, written by Eric Schlosser maybe off the top of my head very, very interesting. Worth reading. Quite old now, maybe fifteen years old. That mm. book. I'm sure a lot of their practices have changed since then. <laughs> they probably haven't. Anyway. They
1: probably haven't. To be honest, yeah. they've been running for a very long time. Uh, shall we get out of here? We'll do a bit of Men Carter next week. I think you don't want to here do any Men Carter. i just want to do a bit of Quick Men Carter. All right, we'll, we'll bash out a Quick Men Have you got one? I've got one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's nominated by um, Chewy. Oh yeah, I like this one. Do this one. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's great. it's, yeah, it's yeah, horrific. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you, Chewy. Uh, hello, guys. Uh, obviously, everyone heard, has heard of uh, Chernobyl. Uh, But not too many uh, know the exact horrors of it. Um, There is a Reddit thread showing the elephant's foot. Now, this is something we saw this email and we're like, this has to go in at some point because this elephant's foot, the picture of it, Mm. and the fact that the picture even got taken uh, Mm. is incredible. Um, The so-called elephant's foot is a solid mass made of melted nuclear fuel mixed with lots and lots of concrete, sand, and core sealing material that the fuel had melted through. Yeah, I think the technical term for it is corium, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, It's located in a basement area under the original location of the car. In 1986, the radiation level on the elephant's foot was measured at uh, 10,000 rontgens per hour, and anyone who uh, approached would have received a fatal dose in under a minute. Wow. After just 30 seconds of exposure, dizziness and fatigue will find you a week later. Two minutes of exposure, and the body cells will begin to hemorrhage. Four minutes, vomiting, diarrhoea, fever at 300 seconds you have two days to live i mean this thing is it looks they call it elephant foot foot, because it looks like a kind of yeah yeah, it looks like it looks like death
2: (laughs) it it looks like the bleakest thing i've ever seen i
1: know i think it looks rather a nut and that's the scary thing in it that's the thing about uh, nuclear waste You expect it to be bright green and glowing. I think it just looks like quite inert and quite kind of like... In a horrible way. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, That's the whole thing about radiation.
2: It does does look like an elephant's foot and hence the name. But just for for, for the record, and so people know exactly what we're talking about, I I did a bit of research around this and and the technical term for it is corium. And it's described as the lava-like mixture of fissile material created in a nuclear reactor's core during a nuclear meltdown. Mm. So it's essentially all the bad shit
1: yeah, that comes it,
2: out of a nuclear meltdown.
1: Yeah. And, and and also in this case, you know, it's it's mixed in with all of the stuff that was there to protect the core from exploding and also uh, the the sealant that they've put in afterwards, I think. But
2: how um how did they take the photo? That's that's the question I've got. What do you mean on film? Yeah.
1: I think I think it was done with a mirror. I think that was uh, the, So they have to the go
2: stay a safe distance away and take it f- into a mirror basically to show a mirror yeah, of Yeah, I think it. I think yeah. And, otherwise and, and, the film would completely disintegrate, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I mean I guess nowadays they could just, you know, pile a robot in there and uh, do it digitally, but uh, either way it's uh, and, and one, a dreadful, a dreadful piece of work. And one of the fascinating <laughs> things about it, I suppose, is the courage and the
2: um, bravery of the men and women who had to go in there mm. and essentially make it safe because didn't it happen didn't the fir- the first responders to this um, disaster at Chernobyl didn't have any safety equipment or anything. They were no, well, like firemen. Weren't well, a the fireman,
1: yeah. They were, just, they were just they were just you know um, getting rid of the the effects effectively. You know the bitumen ruse on fire and stuff like that. They they were just firing water into it, and uh, I mean it, it got rid of the fires, but I mean. And they, they all paid with their they, lives. They basically. all they all paid with their lives. Yeah, yeah, it was like uh, um, he's put a couple down here actually. Um, Anatoly uh, Zakharov. He'd been stationed at Chernobyl uh, since May 1980. It had been an uneventful six years, but uh, Zakharov had seen Reactor 4 being built from the inside out. So when he parked his fire engine beside the burning wreckage of the building uh, and saw the, the chunks of graphite scattered across the asphalt, he knew there was only place it could have uh, come from. So uh, uh, the hot debris from the exploding reactor set fire to all the roofs and and. Um, and basically the blaze was going to spread. Uh, but uh, luckily, uh, Lieutenant Pravik, the, uh, the commander, uh, took officers. Titanoch, Ignatenko, Ign-I, mm. Mr. Ignitenko and uh, the others, and climbed a ladder to the roof to fight the fire. And it was the last time Zakharov ever saw any of them. So mm. they all uh, they all perish, unfortunately. Terrible. But uh, just the levels of, of, of radiation is just you know worse than you know ground zero at uh, at Nagasaki and, and Hiroshima. it's yeah, because you know, it's
2: just... because the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs would have exploded several thousand feet above the surface of the earth, right? Yeah, so well, no, would have...
1: so, well, several feet, I'd say, well, several thousand feet. But yeah, yeah. They, I t- thought t- it was like
2: a couple of thousand. No, it wasn't. That, I don't think it was that high. Okay, right. it, was, right. it wasn't that high. Anyway, but there's no one. There was no
1: one there to, to to see it really it, i think it happens uh, it happens um apart from the actual um explosions themselves i think um it, the actual radiation in the first moments of it actually exploding yeah. only affects like you know two or three seconds of the actual explosion itself right, okay. and then afterwards it's you know, okay just okay, everything, okay. That, of, everything co- of course there are people the there to see stuff. it
2: but you know what i mean it's not yeah. someone wasn't going to walk up to it Do you no. know what I
1: mean? Yeah, that's what i mean yeah
2: so, yeah, incredible. Uh, when that, that, that picture is, is a really... I, I, know, I, I sort of differ slightly from you, Pete, on, 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 on what I feel when I see that photo. I feel that it, it looks like the most sinister, possibly because it is quite benign in, 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 in look, but the most sinister, horrific, bleak, just
1: image i've ever really seen it's awful it's yeah, hard but, to explain yeah but really. my dad worked at a chemical plant so like i'm used to it, i'm yeah. used to chemical plants looking a bit drabby, them, yeah. <laughs> you know um uh the amount of times my dad had come home with like a terrible like asthma attack because he'd uh, inhaled um tetra i'm not comparing him to a first responder at Chernobyl. No. i'm just saying that uh uh that uh chemical works can look a bit um th- depressing at times but uh, cool.
2: and also don't forget the, um, the fukushima thing that happened like
1: yeah, five ten years ago as well. Yeah. Right? Get this: uh, Zakrov heard that the radiation had been so intense, the color of uh, Pravik, one of the first respond- responders, uh, his eyes had turned from bl- brown to blue. Huh? And that incredible. Uh, Titenok uh, sustained some uh, severe uh, internal radiation burns. There were blisters on his heart. Wow, incredible! Their bodies were so radioactive they were buried in coffins made of lead, the lids welded shut. Yeah, okay. So gives yeah. you an idea of the scale of it. So wait, wait, when the show it. Mm. me uh, not being able to um, pronounce a man's name and uh, the elephant's foot I mean he's, he's, he's
2: showing amazing courage and bravery there and you've not even given him the basic level of respect to pronounce his name properly well,
1: well let's get to the end of the show true getting tired <laughs> tired. oh he's had a hard day <laughs> we've been in here for two hours <laughs> 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 uh, right let's get over here Luke um, thank you for joining us once again and we live for your emails, we literally we literally can't without you. So uh, yeah. get involved. Hello at LukeandPeteShort It's as simple and unaligned un- 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 as that. And do leave us a review on the iTunes yeah, yeah. be- or wherever
2: you get your pods. We love yep. reading your emails. We share them all the time on WhatsApp. We do uh, along with me sort of g- generally chivying Pete along, making sure he's on time, making sure he hasn't got the general time of the day wrong, and no. ach-
1: reminding him of the address of the studio. Yeah, which has been here for some time now. Shut up! Shut your fat mouth. <laughs> we'll see you on um, the thirty-four. Yeah, episode
0: 34. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.